Coming up, a false missile alarm causes Alani to evacuate. Black Panther exceeds ticket sales for all Marvel films in the first 24 hours, and a few changes at Walt Disney World could lead to some Disney fans being very upset. All of that and more from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. This is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 972 for the week of January 26, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and Adventures by Disney Vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of The Diz Unplugged. I am your host this week, Craig Williams, filling in for Pete Warner, who of course is currently in Disneyland, California, and then on to Alani in Hawaii right after that. So I am joined at the table by John Magi. Hi everybody. Kevin Close. Hi everyone. Charles Boda. Hello. Julie Martin. Hey y'all. And back on the controls, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Okay, well, we have a very exciting episode for you coming up right here. Very like exciting. I said. Very, yeah, we are all pumped at the table. Let's go, let's go, let's, let's go. It's exciting. We got sits. As I, <laughs> you missed it. It's fine. I try. As I said to Rhino at 101 when, uh, when I saw it was that time, I said, let's get this started so we can eventually finish this. Because that's how it has to work. Because um, you're cutting into my executive time. <laughs> I just want you all to know that. Exactly. Uh, so I already mentioned. <laughs> sorry, now I got a case of the giggles. Um, I already mentioned that Pete is currently at Disneyland with uh, Sean Falk, Steve Porter, Steve's lovely wife, Michaela. And later on in the show, we are actually going to have a an update from them from Disneyland that they filmed last night. Uh, their connection isn't good enough right now to be able to uh, Skype in live with us during the show, unfortunately. So we will just have to uh, watch a pre-recorded video of them having fun while we're all just in our places of life. And I don't know where I was going with that. So I guess I will open it up. This has gotten very existential. <laughs> That's what happens when I take my eyes off my notes for a second. I just lose track of everything. So that was my housekeeping. Does anyone else here have any other housekeeping? I have a piece of housekeeping. Nope. Okay. We received a very nice letter from our rep at Give Kids the World, uh, thanking us and our uh, community for uh, donations in 2017. And she shared some numbers with us I thought were really cool, and I'd like to share that with everybody. Um, In 2017, Give Kids the World sent 8,000 families to Walt Disney World. They hosted 8,000 families uh, in need. So I think that's an incredible number. For the uh, week of Christmas alone, there was 201 families at Give Kids the World. So uh, incredible work they're doing. Thank you to everybody who is part of our community who donates. And um, we really, really thank you. It's incredible to be a part of that. absolutely incredible. So uh, 8,000 families. That's, yeah. It's mind-boggling. I mean, it's... So it's not 8,000 people. It could be way more than that. Right. Because obviously families have yeah. more than... It's the whole family is is, part- is, is included yeah. in whatever they do with the child, so... I didn't even realize that that many families could stay at Give Kids the World until I finally made it over and saw the village. And then once I saw what a sprawling, sprawling village it actually is, it just blew my mind. And then the fact that there's still trying to make more money so that way they can build uh, more towers and like mm-hmm. condos so that way they can get even more families in. I mean, they're, they're just, they're doing some great work out there. So that's why we support them. And that's why we ask all of you to support them too, when, when you're able to. So thank you for sharing that, John. Uh, anyone else? No light on this. Housekeeping free. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I am going to mention one other thing because I've been seeing a lot of comments about it lately, uh, and that's in terms of our team. And 
why people may be missing. Uh, I, I answered this once before on the boards, and now I'm going to say it again. Uh, for those of you who haven't been watching for very long or have and just confused about why people don't show up sometimes, we essentially are up to, I think, 12 people now on our team, 13, maybe more. Uh, and that's just based out of Florida, not counting like Tyler and Michael and Tom <laughs> over on the West Coast and Will up in Indiana, uh, Jackie up in Jacksonville. We have so many people that is ba- that we have here and only so few seats at the table. So when you don't see someone for a few weeks, that doesn't mean that they're just gone completely or they're they're <laughs> no longer welcome here. It's just we only have so many spaces and in the mainstay seats that we always have here is obviously Pete hosting when he is mm-hmm. in town and healthy, uh, John and Kevin, and then a Martin on rotation. So <laughs> we basically have one. Sorry, seat. I'm not too thrilled about that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we essentially have one seat to throw people in and out. So that's why you don't see everyone as often as you'd probably like to trust me. I miss them too. When I don't see Kathy and Teresa and everyone for a long time, but specifically Kathy and Teresa, though, huh? Well, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> got my feelings a little hurt. Hey, Next <laughs> week, can we have Andrea Martin? Hey, do you so know that part there, of our team? There is an Andrea Martin at our school. Well, I also want to add two to that. You know, this is we do this is in our main job. It's not the one thing we any of us no. do. Yes, we all have other responsibilities within the company. So people are out doing their regular job, quote unquote. People are out doing other things, getting content, traveling. We travel quite a bit. Pete's traveling now. So it doesn't mean anything because someone's not here for a while. Don't read anything into it. Yeah, please. and that is that is a good point, you know, with what we do. Most of it, while we do a lot in Walt Disney World, Universal Orlando, uh, we focus on travel. So when we're traveling, 95 to 99% of the time, I would say we are not vacationing. Oh my gosh. We are, we are doing it in the name of work. Uh, you know, if you've ever seen any of us, when we happen to be somewhere, uh, while we're traveling, we don't stop moving because that's just our lives. It's, it's ingrained in, I don't know how to take a vacation anymore. We travel a lot, but we never travel without a laptop and a cell phone. Yeah. And a camera and And a camera. Yep. So, uh, that's basically all I wanted to say about that. Not not ranting on it, not not like trying to put people in their place or anything. Just an, a simple explanation. Just for to why. end the conspiracy theories? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kathy is going to be back. Teresa's going to be back. Everyone's going to be back at some point. I do have I a housekeeping thing. And I really have a sickness and, going around too. So yeah. when people are sick, obviously they can't be right. here. We don't want everyone getting sick and then no one can be here. I'm the only one allowed to show up sick here. I know, and you do it all the time. <laughs> You're the one who got, I think you got Pete sick, so that's all I have to say no, about that. Nah. Yes, Rhino, your housekeeping? Oh, I just wanted to do a shout-out. I can't remember the wife or the husband's name, but I remember the child's name, Ryan, that we met <laughs> yesterday when we were filming the, um, oh, yeah. the Port Orleans Riverside. <laughs> yes. they, she was so thrilled to have met us. Uh, she made... She made my uh, my day, but then I also met another couple that night at Animal Kingdom Lodge um, from Wales, and I have a little bit of a hearing problem, and so I don't acknowledge it when I can't understand what people say sometimes, and I didn't catch any of your names, but it was lovely chatting with you, and so I hope you enjoy the rest of your trip. Thank you for saying that. Well, I know you sound like my dad. <laughs> I, just, I don't know who you are or where I met you, but I like you. <laughs> I remember the vague shape of you. The vague shape of you. Well, that's a good idea for a movie, The Shape of Listeners. I, I am really glad you shared all that. <laughs> you know, we I met, met some, people, and I don't remember them. I, I met somebody in on our river cruise. Oh, don't, do, don't, don't call me. <laughs> I'm going to compete. I'm going to compete with Someone just out of the blue came up to us in a Christmas market. Oh, that's right. Somebody weird. did. Did she speak to you the way the the lady does in that Christmas uh, Viking cruise commercial? No, the, she was. No, but she's the reason I own a prune person. Okay. Sorry. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and just close the door on housekeeping now. <laughs> Good and idea. Doesn't go. matter. I'm just going to walk in anyway. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Close your the window, do not disturb just... sign up. I'm walking in anyway. <laughs> Technically, they're still allowed to disturb, but let's go ahead and move on into the news, and John, take it away, please. All right, our first news story. False missile alarm causes Alani guests to be reportedly evacuated from the resort. An emergency alert was sent to smartphones in Hawaii at 8.07 a.m. on on Saturday, January 13, 2018. The alert read, in all capital letters, I just want to say, 
Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. Fortunately, this turned out to be a false alarm. The message mistakenly reported this massive, oh my goodness, this massive mistake reportedly prompted Alani, a Disney resort and spa, to be evacuated into a field outside of the resort. It's unclear why they weren't seeking shelter and instead were brought outside. Yeah. Uh, guests took to Twitter to talk about the false emergency alert and the evacuation of the resort. AIM ZZM wrote, Alani evacuated the whole hotel, made us go to the grassy field outside. Anella 808 wrote, here in Hawaii, um, Kaiser High School was locked down. Alani was evacuated. People were calling loved ones. My goodness. Aurora Amy wrote, I'm so glad it was a mistake because I'm staying in Alani and would rather not die here. <laughs> Brookie Chinnon wrote, Alani needs a, f- a refresher because you're supposed to find shelter and not put yourself out in the open. Mm-hmm. I have n- this makes no sense to me. Mm-mm. That yeah. they would go to the field next yeah. door. I- a Hawaii's emergency yeah. system because of the whole current tensions, uh, North Korea-wise, um, they have an alarm that does first business day of the month, like a, a set of like alarms that they test. Um, so they've been giving out information on what to do. If you were to get a missile alert, and it appears to be the exact opposite of yeah. what happened, um, uh, Hawaii's emergency system, their official one says, seek shelter, stay away from windows, and don't look at the light uh, if that happens. Um, nothing about getting nice fresh air in a clear field. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you drive around uh, Oahu, you can see the alarms, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're mostly used uh, – well. Up until recently, they were mostly used for tsunami warnings, mm-hmm. and it was go to higher ground. But why they got them all out? Right. And not that I think this is any safer, because I don't. I think if there's an incoming missile, it's, you know. This is like the duck and cover drills exactly. we used to do in, high, in grade school. However, there is a parking garage right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you have moved everybody into the lowest level of a parking garage? But it seems crazy they would move them to the Because the nuclear rays wouldn't get into the parking the garage. nuclear rays would be absorbed by the cars. It's, I can't imagine how horrifying this was. Oh I, watched, uh, I was watching a news show, and they were talking live to a man uh, who is a reporter in Hawaii, and he was sitting in the bathtub with his children. And he was trying so hard not to break down. And he said, I sat here and I told them where our emergency food was. And I told them that, you know, we would probably see grandma and grandpa in heaven. And I think to myself, that's a horrific, he made me cry. And it was just the emotion. I can't imagine. I would have been fearful, but then I would have, my fear turns into anger. If you scare me bad enough, I become very, very angry. And I can't believe that people all over Oahu. I think it's also startling that our government did not immediately come on the news, on the television, and say, this is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what, it took like 40 minutes 38, or so? 38 minutes, So yeah. for 38 minutes straight, people oh my gosh, just I, assumed I it that they thing. were going to die. But a representative, I think, believe, I want, was she a senator or a congresswoman? Her name is like Thule or uh, something like that. She's the first one who mentioned it. She called NORAD. She called the other ones. I apologize. NORAD's the only one I can think of at the moment. And came back and told people that this was a mistake. This was an error, a human error. But she tweeted it. And I mm. think, I don't follow our senator. Well, I don't follow our governor right. on Twitter. And if a missile's headed toward me, the first thing I'm not doing is getting on Twitter either. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Me I'm calling my mom. That. You know? Let's make sure this is well, for real. <laughs> I understand human error. I do not understand the government reaction to this error, that this was not almost immediate. Yeah. So a couple things, right? We, we talked about it. it. took 38 minutes for a correction to be issued. Obviously, the problem. They've identified that it was human error. Happened during a shift change. Mm-hmm. Someone quote unquote hit the ro- wrong button. Whatever that means. However, do uh, you think that there's a bomb coming and this is a test? Should be that close to each other? The whole thing is, I would like to see their setup because someone needs to rearrange it. Well, they they have the things that they learned from this that they've already done. Is now they have a two person like you would think they would have in the first right. place. Exactly. They have a two person fail safe. Um, and you, uh, somebody can do an immediate recall. Because yeah. one of the weird things is, okay, you hit the wrong button. We make mistakes. You realize that. And then, you know, like there should be some confirmation and an override. So they just instituted that, which is great. 
why wasn't that there in the first place first is place, a complaint right. that why isn't it a two person system? Yeah. Why is it one more thing I want to add too is that there was this Alani's not the only resort that had this issue of not knowing what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were reports of people walking down Waikiki mm-hmm. trying to get to shelters. So apparently there's uh, an educational issue with what to do. So Hawaii needs to work on that yeah. as well. And that's to wrap this back into Disney and Alani, I think two takeaways you can get from this is a uh alani and everyone who works there they are going to start probably running employee tests all the time now until they have these drills down for what to do in case something like this would ever happen again uh it's you know it's one of those sad parts kind of like when we talked about the fire that broke out in orlando international airport sometimes it does take uh a kind of a, a small emergency or no emergency at all to trigger people to actually learn the right protocol. Run stuff. out into the middle of the field with no shelter at all. That seems like well, common that's sense. a big, that's a big misstep. Mm-hmm. But well, I, here, anytime you take a Disney tour, especially the, I, the behind uh, the um, backstage, magic. backstage magic in uh, Walt Disney world, they explain that they can empty the park in like under five minutes. Yeah into tunnels and secure areas mm-hmm. if there's a weather issue or something else. And I think to myself, they've thought that far ahead. Olani said run out into a field. I think it comes down to, and I'm sure this is the same way Olani is, but in the theme parks at Epcot, at Universal, when I worked there, uh, the mindset that you always get in an emergency is the you use NERF, nearest exit, return to front. So when something is happening in the shelter, I have never anytime there's an emergency, you're supposed to return to – I mean, every place is, has a different escape zone. Right. Like if everything is going wrong, I'm guessing in this situation that Alani employees kicked in and they said, okay, we have to go to our technical like evac zone. Even though that is the complete dumb thing to do if there's an incoming missile. That's great missile, if there's a fire. Yeah, right, right, right. exactly. It's and I'm sure kind of it's a different protocol. They probably – they've never dealt with this, clearly. So they probably used like their fire protocol <laughs> for this, and it was bad. But hopefully they learned from it. And second, I think the thing is at the end of the day, we kind of we, – we said this anytime something bad happens. Just because this did happen this one time, don't be afraid to go to Alani. Uh like it's a very beautiful place. Don't let the thought that a missile sometime could end up there just keep you from ever going out of your it's house like, and experiencing it's this. Like terrorist attacks, you know. I yeah. mean, you, you you have to live your life, and you you know, we are aware of this could happen, and we're we're alert, and we take the precautions to do it. But you can't stop doing it. Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. stop going to Disney. You can't stop going to Alani because exactly unfortunate and, and sad is what yeah. I think. And like Craig mentioned, if you go now, they're going to be better prepared than this round. Kind of like with the Orlando International Airport and the false terrorism alarm. False alarms mean that the next time you go, they're going to have a better plan in place. You're yes. going to be better protected. So. Yeah, they're already. I mean, the government out there has already said that you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. The, that these steps have been taken already to make sure that these things don't happen and to fix it. So, so next story, John. All right, our next story. Mouseketeer Doreen Tracy dies at age 74. Mm. How come every time I do the news, it's sad? <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. One of the original Mouseketeers from the uh, Mickey Mouse Club has passed away. Doreen Tracy, who, was, who appeared on the show during its entire 1955 to 1959 run. Doreen passed away last Wednesday after a two-year battle with cancer. She was 74. Tommy Cole, one of Doreen's fellow Mouseketeers, reminisced, our Dodie, as we lovingly nicknamed her, always had a smile on her face. She never failed to make us all feel good, and we will miss her. Doreen was born in London, but as a child moved to the United States where her father opened a dance studio. Doreen's dance background led her to an audition for the Mickey Mouse Club. She also appeared in Disney's Westward Ho, The Wagons. Later, Doreen toured with her own act before becoming a publicist at Warner Brothers. Doreen is survived by her son and two grandchildren. You all giggling. Those early Disney movies were great. Westward Ho is my favorite. I'm laughing it's at Rhino. Rhino giggling. Yeah. Let's Westward put this. the wagons. <laughs> it was his inflection that had yeah, me giggle. I put it in I, the wrong syllable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's a sad one. It's, yeah, you know, sad, we, we talked about it when Marty Sklar passed away, when any one big name passes away, even though you might not be familiar with Doreen and maybe you didn't watch the Mickey Mouse Club, but this is another connection to Walt Disney now mm-hmm. that someone who worked with him. There's who a generation that's just disappearing. Exactly. It's in, you know, it, it's just sad. I, I know of her from when I used to watch the Mickey Mouse Club when they used to show it on Disney Channel way back in the 90s. But that's all I know. I've never heard any other stories from her about her life. So hopefully it's been it was documented somewhere out there to to hear more about it, because I'm sure there's there's a lot of insight that she can could uh, show for that. But very sad. It's just anytime someone Disney related passes away. Agreed. All right, our final news story. Black Panther outsells all Marvel films in first 24 hours of ticket presales. Black Panther, which will be released by the Walt Disney Company on February 16th and is one of the most anticipated movies of the year, has broken the record for highest ticket presales in the first 24 hours for a Marvel film, according to online movie ticket retailer Fandango. The previous record holder was 2016's Captain America Civil War, which coincidentally is a film in which Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of the Black Panther was first made an appearance on the big screen. That film eventually grossed $1.2 billion worldwide. Um, Fandango has not released actual numbers, but what is known as Civil War pulled in $75.5 million in its first day in theaters. Uh, according to data by Box Office Mojo, the film went on to garner $179.1 million in its opening <laughs> weekend, the third largest opening in 2016, and $1.2 billion total. Uh, Black, Panther crea- uh, Black Panther, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby in 1966, was the first superhero of African descent in mainstream Amer- American comics. The character, whose name is T'Challa, T'Challa, yeah, close right. enough. Is the king and protector of a, f- a fictional isolationist African nation, Wakanda, which happens to be the world's most technologically advanced country. Um, it's right next to Genovia, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's right next to Genovia. The release of Black Panther is expected to be elevated by the increased spotlight and a unified mission to support the film by a Hollywood in which people of color writers, directors, and actors have felt they've been underpresented and given fewer higher-profile opportunities. Um, did anyone read the comics as a kid? Yes. I'm, uh, as a kid, sure, totally. Not, <laughs> not as a grown man alone in yeah, my I was, bathroom. I was about to be like, I'm reading it right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely love Black Panther. It's had a, a Why are you reading them really in the cool bathrooms? <laughs> Because if you're going to be creepy, you might as well Wait, be creepy listen, all the way. Grow, growing up in my family, my grandma used to call the bathroom the library. There were always books. And then when I started reading comics, I would always keep comic books in the restroom for that's You reading. know, John. <laughs> as my, one does. You got credit for that question. Uh, my, my comics are wrapped in plastic. so <laughs> Especially the ones in the bathroom. Yeah. I have number one. I have Black yeah. Panther number one. Really? Oh, nice. Wow. Oh, wow. I think his costume's really cool. I do too. It's like, well, I love Catwoman from Batman, so it's like a really, it's a much more masculine, obviously, version and cooler version. I wish they'd make a Catwoman that looked like that. Well, he's like, he's like <laughs> a like cat. Julie Newmar Panther, yeah. the Black Panther. Ooh. Then I'd be interested. <laughs> oh, well, because she died, right? So it'd be really interesting if she came back to life. <laughs> but I, I, I am um, excited for this movie because I feel like his character of the Black Panther was the breakout character in Civil War. I mean, you yeah. could argue Spider-Man as well. But um, also uh, the director, Ryan Coogler, that's who's directing it, right? Who directed yeah. Creed. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a pretty – he's a pretty um, – one of those one-to-watch in Hollywood people who's who's got a great body of work now. And so – it's just it's got a really interesting looking aesthetic it's got really high caliber um actors all the way through it it's just one of those it's exciting you know and this is the precursor to the last marvel movie we're going to get before the big blowout of infinity war too so it's it's very it's all very exciting right now it's just going to be different i mean i love every marvel movie for the most part i've voiced the ones that i don't like in other places before but it's kind of like last year in 2017 with Wonder Woman. It's nice to see a change up mm-hmm. with 
with these superhero movies. So it's not just the same not formula Iron Man over and over again, over and yeah. over again. So it's nice to have a person of color stepping up and yeah. actually being the main focus and just taking over a movie. And then it's just going to thrust him into even bigger importance in the next coming movies, uh, too, with infinity war. So I, I love that. Uh, the fact that, we know that eventually down the road, Marvel's going to start focusing on more women-driven movies too, Captain like Marvel and exactly. It's Marvel seems like they're finally expanding mm-hmm. a little bit more. Not that they they haven't, but it, it's really widening it up. So I I can't wait for yeah. Black Panther. I didn't no, I didn't do the ticket presale, but I never do. No. I mean, What's interesting though is that you think about Stan Lee was doing this before yeah. any of this movement happened. Mm-hmm. He had women in comics, yep. had people of color in comics. I mean, he was a forerunner of this. He was, he was very very big on social injustices, yep. you know, mm-hmm. being like the mainstream thing. And that in a time where that was on the streets, you know, that was actually happening, you know. And, and so in the it was 70s kinda, when a lot of these characters were. Yeah. It's nice that he gave a voice to people who didn't feel like they had a voice. You exactly. Know? No, I, I have a feeling that this is going to break over a billion in the box office. So well, I think it's gonna, hoping it's good, you know, Oh, it's going to be yeah. good. I, I just saw it pop up in the chat that mm-hmm. we have a person in here who works at Marvel that said it's going to be amazing. So oh, good, don't like it. Goosebumps. Stanley, I'm believing it. Stanley, is that you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> one of the things I like is, you know, it's, it's not just, okay, the protagonist is a person of color or anything like that, but it's the setting is a big deal. Yeah. It's a, a cultural difference. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not just, okay, well, it happens to be a person who looks different, who's trying to stop aliens in New York again. Um, it's they, There's an entire different world and different setting um, that's still on the planet Earth that is, you know, has this ingrained history in Marvel Comics, but we've never seen before. So the, the high-tech aspect of it, but the African cultural aspect is mm. unique. It's really cool. Well, it's really and then interesting, yeah. Kendrick Lamar doing the music for it, too, mm-hmm. just adds another layer onto it. And, uh, you know, they've already released some of the music with it. And it's it's pretty awesome yeah. from that. So I think all around, it's just going it's going to be something that's different and really pull people in uh, like like Marvel movies haven't for for a while. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Me too. I, I know, Kevin. <laughs> I know. Have you ever been a part of a conversation where you have nothing to I add? <laughs> I could say something that would bring you in. You know, Patty LaBelle's going to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, right back. Sling at her not. sweet potato pies. <laughs> no, she's in. No, she didn't. However, I'm going to go see a wrinkle in time just because Oprah's in it. I agree. All right, that'll do it for the news. Except for the discussion piece that we have coming up to, which is also newsworthy. So, But that does it for the first part of the news. So our discussion today is going to be about a news item that came out uh, just after our show uh, last week, a day after, I believe, if I have my days down right and correctly. But that is that Walt Disney World has confirmed uh, that we can now add more fast pass plus selections uh for some guests that is the uh that's the asterisk on it so the new pilot program will be tested beginning january 12th which was a couple days ago uh guests staying at select walt disney world hotels that are eligible for signature services and have purchased a three-day or longer ticket may take advantage of the new option signature services of course uh are guests in club level rooms suites and vip uh tours so the cost for the new ticket option is fifty dollars plus tax per person per day so you can add three additional fast pass plus selections per day and they can be in any tier uh, if a hopper is purchased, then the fast pass selections can be used in multiple theme parks too. Uh, but you can't reserve the same attraction more than once in a single day. And uh, the booking window for the additional fast passes is 90 days in advance. So uh, each day the guest takes advantage of one new option. They can also receive a preferred viewing location reservation for one of the nighttime shows as well too. So there's a couple questions I have. Yes. That isn't clear from the article. Uh first of all, does this have to be everybody in the party? Do we know or can it be individually? 
Because if you're a family of four, does Ooh, you're making Craig reboot. Oh. <laughs> Jackie, you're watching and listening to this. Let me know. <laughs> I'm, I know I Craig think, got all twitchy. I think it's individual. It's it's, individual. I think it's like how if you go to Disneyland and you use MaxPass, not everybody has to get it, but only you can take it. So if you just want to get it to to get the photos and you don't care about the fast pass stuff then you can just one person can do it. Okay. I got to tell I you think. back when this first started the discussion around the round table was how long before they start charging exactly. for this. It absolutely mm-hmm. was. And it's taken them much longer than I expected it to. Yeah, and no, I and you know right now only doing it for for basically the upper tier guests in the club level rooms that kind of caught me off guard i guess it is there's not as many club level rooms so that's a good place to start it at to see how successful it is but it's, I, it's, you pay more you get more i hope yeah it. no i i get that i'm just i'm but you pay more for the club level room and then you're supposed to pay 50 extra dollars yeah, per day yeah. per person oh, for a family of four that's 200 dollars a day for a 70 70- Stay. That's fourteen hundred dollars to ride three extra rides that you can ride for free. Yeah. Oh, I don't see the value yeah, in it all. Either. When I when I look at the value of a, of a club level room to begin with, for me, any time I've stayed there, it was basically how often can I take advantage of the the snack bar that they have set up through the day? Can I have my breakfast there? Uh, can I grab like the the cocktail hour? at night and take advantage of like having appetizers before dinner. If you can't do that for me, club level isn't something that I would even look at as an option and adding extra fast passes on it. That's even less of one. I, how were people really struggling before to do everything that they want to accomplish? This is a test so they can charge for it all the time. now. That's what's going to happen. And this is why I hope this doesn't work because it's just further alienating people that can't use the system very well already. And I, I know it's, uh, you know, a lot of people have adopted it. I struggle with this system every single time. I don't know why. I, it's not because I don't know how to use computers, stuff like that. It's just that I have had, and they told me at Guest Relations that I have a that rare instance where my account is messed up from from having the annual pass I have. And it doesn't happen to everybody. And I was like, okay, well, that sucks because it's the highest level annual pass. And so because I went wanted to be more involved, I now get all this trouble. But I think about my mother, my grandmother, who were here recently, and like I already – we don't plan vacations this far out. And that's fine if you do. If you do, that's great. But we were more of like, a, okay, we're going this time. We probably made the hotel reservation if we were lucky or we just drove down and stayed in an open hotel. It just it, – it really alienates people who are there for day of visits or people who said 60 days ago, I want to come down. And the other thing I think people are forgetting too is – just because you paid fifty dollars for three more fast passes, you're not guaranteed to get anything that you want to get with those three fast yeah. passes, mm-hmm. too. Like that's so not going to get you on. My Pandora. second question was: It says you can't have the same ride in one day. You right, can have two in one day. Does that include the extra three? So now your total fast passes, you still can't do two rides in one day. No, you could. You can't do the same ride twice, right? No, yeah, you can't do the same ride <laughs> that's twice. That's Yeah. Okay. Now I. So again, I think that's also a limit to it as well. That's a limitation right. I don't mm-hmm. like. I just. In my opinion, it all comes back to if you do this smartly, you don't necessarily need fast passes. Uh, Other than like, what you're already given for free, right? And Is if you're going to pay $1,400 for a family, I'm just working off a family of four. I'm going to walk around Julie's family. Julie pays $1,400. Why would Julie not hire a, a VIP guard for the day, which is what, $700 for the day? I forget what the number is. Don't hold me to that. Yeah. I'm, I'm spitballing here. But, right. but why would you not do that and be backdoored into everything? I don't. I. I, I think what we're looking at is we're thinking. Look, Disney is now testing this to see. First of all, will people pay more? But also, will people staying in higher accommodations get used to this, and then they can roll it into the price of staying? So now if you stay concierge, you may get three extra fast passes, and they'll just increase the price. To no, see I think if, they're going to monetize this for everyone. Well, I'm saying is my they'll roll opinion, it into the price of this, but then other people would have to pay for it. My prediction this. is everybody's going to pay for fast passes eventually. I, I think it's, it's going to be tiered based on where you stay. Yeah. Accommodations. It's, I, just, it's still dumb to me because you, 
You don't need it. You don't need. Yeah, I'm still in the camp that I know people swear by it, especially they don't want to wait long for flight of passage and stuff like that. Uh, So, yes, there are maybe like one or two examples where it might help. But if you come in with a good plan, you can still accomplish so much during your vacation. And if you have to do every marquee ride multiple times, then I think you're missing out on a lot of what Walt Disney World can be. If it's just all about the rides and stuff. You're Do you realize how much you're describing world. what you're describing, how much it sounds like you would talk about someone doing a job? Do you realize how much you can accomplish in the day if you have a plan? To me, vacation is not a job. Yeah. You should be having fun. If I have a problem with the idea of if you have this sort of militaristic plan and time's set up and you have to decide six months in advance, all of a sudden your vacation now sounds like work. And I wonder when the tipping point is going to be for people that this has become more trouble than it's worth. I think people, honestly, from the people I know that come down and do it, they thrive on the fact that if their plan goes according to everything and they get to do everything they want to do, then they like get high off of it. It's like there's no greater satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense to me. I'd rather go up to a mountain and just hike away for a couple of days and be lost. But yeah, the people who do either. this, <laughs> I mean, well, I don't I'm not a beach guy, so I like the other spectrum of it. The people who who plan these, they it's what they do. But, I, they're more thrilled with the plan than the actual the actual a, planning the is actual part. Vacation. But listen, we built a business on it. People are more say, excited yeah, about planning. Some people don't plan their own vacations. Right. They have other people do it. So yeah. that makes it way easier for you and it's not work. Here's the deal. It's <laughs> self-fulfilling, right? People are doing it and they're getting crazy about it. So Disney now has made it more and it's going to charge mm-hmm. more for it and it's going to make it more complicated. It's, I think it's going to be. This is a reality. This and won't we'll, happen and going forward. Agreeing with what you're saying is the is my fear is so okay. So like we we do believe this is a test to eventually charge for it all for sure. For especially for I think it'll start with FastPass Plus and then what will happen is since they're now making money off of it, they're going to release even more fast passes for the day. So the standby guest is going to get even more screwed. Exactly. So people who are like all for it, think about the rides you're not getting a fast pass for. Like Craig just said, the ones that you walk into the park and maybe you have a plan for Well, um, when they weren't charging you for that, it was 80, 20. So 80 fast pass guests went in for every 20 regular standby guests went in. What do you think it's going to be when they know they can make money off that? It's going to be 99 to one. So imagine how much longer your wait is now going to be for something that never has a wait. You know, and what happens now with the restaurant reservations? Oh God, Will they I charge can't now for the opportunity to book two hundred days in advance. Yeah, <laughs> as if they haven't thought about it already. I don't think they've given any ideas. Yeah, I mean, what? in two thousand twenty-seven, I want to go too. <laughs> it just it's it was there was a uh if for anyone who's from my area of massachusetts there's a renaissance fair in my town called king richard's fair and it's it's just insane because you pay to park you pay to go in and then once you're inside you have to pay for every single thing you do inside and i thought this is insane and like it, we have a thing called carver frito so that's when everybody who lives in carver goes because nobody's crazy enough to pay for the stuff and then pay for the stuff in there. And all I can think is that is what Disney is becoming, is becoming this stupid King Richard's Fair because they're gonna, they charge you for parking, which is fine. They charge you to get in, but now they're going to charge you for everything that you want to do inside of that park. It's going back to the, the ABCDE tickets that you're now going to have to pay for every attraction on a tiered oh. schedule again. Like, I fear about that. You know? Life is cyclical, so... Oh. What goes prick. around comes Does around. Does that mean bell bottoms are coming? Oh, back? they're coming back. <laughs> they are back. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Jolie's got not hers on. Cloud, right? they're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that was a fun discussion, but I think we should check in with Pete right now, uh, since uh, he took the time to to make that little video for us all the way from California. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to that. Hey everybody, uh, Pete here uh, with Steve and his wife Michaela. We are at, um, we're actually in California Adventure at the uh, World of Color Dessert Party. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, we have been keeping a very busy schedule. We've got a nice plate of cheese and chocolates and fruit and a bread basket. And they bring some cocktails, but um, it's actually a little chilly here. Yeah, it's chilly. I'm glad right I have that sweatshirt. And um, of course, we love Tyler. Don't pack it to the server. I'm uh, making sure I don't knock anybody over. That could have been ugly. 
Olympics. Um, but no, we've been having a great time out here uh, in California. And, uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited. Just, this is the first time I've ever seen World of Color, like the original World of Color. I was here for the 60th anniversary World of Color. But you're saying you like this one better? Yeah, this is my favorite Disney show of all Disney shows in the world. I love it. What it's is amazing. so good about it? It's just it's perfect. Okay. Now, just to let everybody know, uh, Michaela also works for us. Michaela is an agent with Dreams Unlimited Travel, and one of the things she books is Disneyland. So, if you're thinking about booking a a, a Disneyland trip, uh, we're gonna put a link. Craig will put a link in the show notes where you can uh, just request Michaela to be your agent. So you can work with Steve's wife, and she will tell you all the dirty secrets about Steve. All of them. All of them. So that's a nice perk for booking a Disneyland trip with Dreams of the Um I know we've been having a, we've been having a great time. We were at uh, 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 Cafe Orleans for lunch. Had the Monte Cristo. Oh my God! And I posted this on Twitter today. Uh, we're staying at the Grand Californian. Uh, up in club level, and you know that the Grand Californian is not my, has not always been my most favorite resort, um, but I wanted to see the new rooms, and I have to say the new rooms look amazing. They're a lot brighter, a lot, they feel a lot more open, obviously the same size. The beds are amazingly comfortable, and there is no doubt in my mind that Concierge at the Grand Californian is the best I've ever experienced. Not only is the service fantastic, but the offerings that they have in the Concierge Lounge are amazing. It is so good. Uh, a breakfast that is like a breakfast, really. I mean, just, it's, you know, they've got oatmeal, they've got all the regular stuff you would expect to find in Concierge Lounge. But they had these, um, these like make your own donuts. They were like plain cake donuts, and then they had like caramel syrup and milk chocolate syrup and sprinkles and cinnamon sugar and bacon to put on. It was so good. That's great. Going forward, you've always been a Disneyland hotel person. Are you gonna? Is it Disneyland hotel? You're still go to, it, yeah, or is it? It's now still my go to. I think it's always gonna be my go to. But I also think that. Um, normally, I wouldn't even look at rates at the Grand California because I didn't want to stay there. Now, I'll at least look. And if I see, if I, got a, I got a good rate this time. So, if I've got a good rate, I'll take advantage of it. Yeah, those rooms are much... I mean, we stayed there two and a half years ago. And yeah, your room is phenomenal. Yeah, they're really, really nice. And they have carrot coffee machines. I really hope that's a trend that... Well, they also to, have the waterfall shower. The waterfall shower, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's the showers. They've done away with the tubs. And uh, it's just all like really nice, really nice walk-in shower. Um, it's just so much brighter. It's just, yeah, it seems cleaner, too. I mean, like, yeah. part of that is just that it's newer, but just I think the style of it, too. It was a good, it was a really, really good remodel. Yeah. So we're out here for the next few days, and then Sean and I are heading over to uh, Olani. So I think next week's show, we'll uh, we'll have a little update for, for you from Olani. So enjoy the rest of the show. Hi to everybody back in Orlando. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, he said hi to us. I know. That was, it was nice. nice of him. Yeah, that was very nice. We had nice. done that, um, the uh, World of Color dessert party at our last backstage magic was something that was added it is one of the best experiences excuse me i got all choked up i got clumped. <laughs> it was one of the best experiences i've ever had at seeing world of color because you get a seat and they bring you food and they bring you drink i do like the idea of the chair you get a chair yeah, yeah. they have the it's the best view of world of color you have to do it That's i would like to, to point it. out Anybody who watches this show religiously and remembers when Pete yelled at me and said I was wrong about the Grand Californian, we've I'd just always, like you to. We've always disagreed with it. Pete about the Grand Californian. I love it. I However, can. it has been re- redone yeah. and renovated. The room sounds different, which kind of worries me because I love the old room. Yeah, but I've always we liked canceled the Grand our trip that we had planned for last summer because of the construction. Uh, construction was intense, yeah. so I don't blame you for Adventures canceling. by Disney used the Disneyland Hotel for all of 2017 because of the rehab at the Grand. Oh wow, the Grand Californian. Yeah, 
I love it. I think it's unpolished. Craig can't oh, get no, a word in no. edgewise. No, I'm the host. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just sitting. No, it's it, go on, John. Please. I say I, I love it. I love its location. I love the way it looks. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite. I prefer it to all the others. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I. You guys weren't here for I that like episode, everything. clearly, or otherwise you would have gotten. Well, he and I have had a disagreement. And he's yeah. he's made it clear that he didn't like it. I think we can all agree. Paradise Pier Hotel is the worst. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it was the best. <laughs> so, that's all. Yeah. That's all we have to say about that. But let's move on over into rapid fire. And I'm actually going to uh, throw things crazy up in the air. And I'm going to start myself with oh, two because there's been a lot of extra added stuff that's happened. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm, I'm sorry, John. I didn't want to throw you off your game, but... It's just too much has started happening here in the past day or two that I figured that we needed to bring it up at least at some point. So the first big one that happened this morning is there's rumors that have, I mean, it's on the board. Someone said it happened. So I'd assume it's technically not a rumor that BR Guest is now take testing paper products during lunch service, which <laughs> seems silly, but people are already getting slightly upset about it uh you mean like, like paper s- plates and stuff yes like paper oh. plates and stuff mm-hmm. so before uh be our guest was one of the few quick service places that your meal was actually served on an actual plate with silverware and everything you know it was mm-hmm. it was just about as close as you could get as having a full dinner experience in there except uh it was at lunch and quick service and now apparently that's changing we don't know if it's permanent yet but uh, yeah, they're they're switching to paper plates, and people are already losing their minds over it. Eventually, they're going to start charging for the plates. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's a plate. I'm sorry, people. Eat your food and move along. But, but some people are saying, well, some of the types of foods that they serve there for lunch are better suited on a real plate, and like soup. That's how I feel about Thanksgiving too. But I still eat off a paper plate. I know. I've been to your house for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Um, it does make sense, like, per, like you if they're trying to plates at Thanksgiving, big giant ones, the real thick ones, yeah. Oh yeah, those are good ones. <laughs> if they're trying to save money, it's and they want don't want to, you know, whatever. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's it's just imagine they're if just throwing everything about their away. They're, his microphone off. They're just throwing everything away instead of having to do dishwashers and having to bring. I, out say, I don't understand how this is money saving. I mean, maybe because they buy in bulk and it's pennies, but it seems to be like so reusing pay. something is more, is more cost effective. They have to yeah. pay for the pay person the person to put the dishwasher. Oh, in. they have a big machine with <laughs> yeah. a hose. Trust me, a dishwasher does not cost that much money. Um, Craig I, has several. I did it. <laughs> oh, he did it. I, I I did it at a time when I was serving. You had to wash your own dishes too. So oh. that's that's how it was uh, for me. I just it makes more sense. In that aspect, why not just wash the dishes and put them back out? Because then people are going on there saying, too, like, well, it, Disney isn't being very uh, environmentally friendly. Exactly. But then again, they're getting rid of the circle of life, an enchanted fable. So <laughs> clearly they're just giving up on the environment. You think they're just going to squash uh, Jiminy Cricket eventually? <laughs> I think. And say we're done with environmentality. I think everything's going the way of Wally. They're, gonna they're going. <laughs> We're going to have a by and large pop up real soon. And There's going to be drilling in Bay Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Offshore drilling. I'm excited about the future of Disney just making everything paper and we're just killing trees. But <laughs> that's me. Uh, so that's the first thing that people uh, are kind of losing their minds about. The next, they're not really going crazy about this, but I'm happy about it. Why? And that's the rumors that Talking Mickey. Maybe leaving. Why, why would you Magic be happy Kingdom. about that? I hate talking Mickey. Oh my gosh! What did he do to you? Who killed? I don't him? like it. I think it's extremely creepy. I've Craig doesn't like it when either. the characters talk back. <laughs> yeah, they, and part of the thing is that apparently the rumors are that uh, they are going to change it back because everywhere else you meet Mickey besides Town Square Theater, he doesn't talk. Mm-mm. None of the characters See, talk. So why? It's got to be, and I agree, it has to be confusing for some kids out there who are smart enough to pick up, like, he's talking to me here, but not there. But it doesn't bother them that he's meeting them at the exact same time there as he is at the Magic Kingdom, too? Like, wouldn't they correct that situation before they'd be Um, able to talk to him? They wouldn't know he's in both places. They only see him in one place. Well, maybe he just doesn't want to talk to the stupid kid today. Exactly. Take it personally. 
Uh, my thing is, I have a really great video of my nephews, their first trip, and they walk in, and, like, it gives me chills when it, like, he walked in, and I forgot he even talked, and he started talking to them, and they just started talking back, and I was just like, this is blowing my mind. Like, it, it's one of the best Disney things I have, is that little video of them meeting Mickey and him talking to them. I don't, why would you take away magic? I get it. That's I get what they're saying, but my God, they are not that consistent with their theming everywhere that that should be an excuse. Rhino woke up on the wrong side of the bed I, today. <laughs> listen, I know I might be in the minority on it, but to me, talking Mickey, just it's never worked. It's not a quick enough response system. It's, okay. It's like, you know, when you're talking to a person at a drive-thru, you have a faster <laughs> back and forth with them. I don't know. This, there's like that two-second pause in between what you say. I know what like you're saying. Like, Mickey yeah. has to process, and then, ha-ha, okay. <laughs> and it's like, Mickey's having okay, many strokes. It's not having a conversation. <laughs> he is a mouse, it's, after all. He has a tiny little it's brain. Kind of, it's the bad part of, like, when you're watching Monsters, Inc., Laugh Floor, or... Uh, when you can see them listening. Or yeah. Shrek, or not Shrek, geez, Louise, Turtle Talk, <laughs> and there's that weird, like, pause where they're just, like, bobbing in a place, listening, and yeah. then it happens. Like, it's to me, that's bad show. But hey, it's maybe maybe I'm in the minority, but it's okay. I like stuff that other people don't like. I am just That's not fine. that excited about this either way. <laughs> I really, I yeah. never met him. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I never met him. <laughs> You've never met him. Huh? <laughs> Sorry Mickey. for your life. <laughs> <laughs> I think the word is ambivalent. <laughs> well, if if you thought this conversation was engaging, just wait till we get to rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> is it about that Renaissance fair? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up! No, please. Go. Giddy up! Okay, that, that's it for me. Let's uh, let's move on to John. All right, I have a shameless plug. This is for Dreams Villas of Orlando. Uh, full disclosure: Kevin and I own Dreams Villas of Orlando. It is a vacation rental property in Kissimmee, and we have just la- we just uh, put in the 2019 dates and rates. So, if you are looking to travel in 2019, we understand that you like to plan early. Disney may not understand that, but we do. So 2019 is in our system. There are still several dates available for 2018. And a four-bedroom villa can be as cheap as $99 per night plus tax. And that sleeps up to 10 people. So um, please head over to dreamsvillas.com and check out our pricing and see if it works for you. I also invite you to check out our guest book of people who have stayed there before and all the wonderful things they say about me. (laughs) And I can promise that I did not write all of those in there. I know you didn't. No. But I have seen it before, and it's it's great. Fully so. equipped. Everything you'll ever need. There's TVs in every room. It there. is fully accoutered. Fully accoutered. It is what? TVs in every room. Never what? Heard that. Yeah, I've never either. <laughs> right. Real quick, here's the story. <laughs> when first we first bought it and we were first doing it, we didn't have... Uh, any people staying in there. So my father was actually the first one to stay there. And it was Kevin and I were staying with him, and we put him in the villa. And our house at the time wasn't big enough for him to stay with us. This was before we moved. So he's uh, with me in the car, and we're driving from the airport there. And he's asking me questions about it, and when'd you get it, and what's it like? And he turns to me, and he goes, is it fully accoutered? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, what? (laughs) And he says, is it fully accoutered? And I said, I don't know what you're saying, but I don't think you can say it anymore. <laughs> this has become... So, so now is, that's what you use. It's just a, it's a stupid little thing in our family. And it means it has like everything it. you need. It has all of your dishes and mm-hmm. your... Accoutrement. Accoutrement. Yeah, exactly. that's what I think. Right. Al shortened it in American. I <laughs> and it's just a way to fit Al's dad into the... Con- or John's dad into the conversation. Fully accoutred. So we hope you try it out. Uh, free Wi-Fi. There's 60 DVDs, Disney DVDs you can watch. Um, convenient to Disney, so secure I haven't stayed, location. but I've been there, and it is they're very nice. You guys have to stay. Yeah, it's very nice. Just as a fun maybe weekend getaway. Of it, I think is what yeah. we're doing. Excellent. Yeah. Thank well, you. The, thank you, John. Uh, let's move on to Kevin, who has very big news. I do. I have some very big news. Um, we had a 2018 ABD. It's coming up in December, December second. It sold out in 15 minutes. Backstage wow. magic. Backstage magic. And there has been a great deal of requests for another one. And we were lucky enough to score another 2018 Backstage Magic. It is coming. And we did this specifically for those people who 
are upset that we don't do this during the summer when teachers can go. This is July 29th. I apologize. I'm literally reading this off an email. This is July 29th through August 3rd, 2018. Uh, it is the price for adults is thirty one oh nine three thousand one hundred nine dollars. That is per person based on double occupancy. That means for two of you, it's going to cost you sixty two hundred and eighteen dollars. Children are twenty nine fifty nine. That is under twelve, and a single traveler would pay four or four thousand three hundred and forty nine dollars. This is. I have a feeling this is going to sell very quickly. Uh, it is. Ready to go, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and this is on a first-come, first-served basis. I have gotten many requests since I tweeted this the other day that I would be announcing this to please put people on the list first. There is no list at this point. If you'd like to go with us, Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel, and I am going to give you a glimpse into 2019 that you don't have yet. Wait, what were the dates for that one that you just said? Can you say it one more time? The dates are July 29th through August 3rd. Awesome. 2018. This is a, a Diz exclusive. We have the entire trip. Members of the team will be on the trip. We haven't decided who yet. We're going to do a lottery. It's my birthday! The person who loses, <laughs> oh, the person who loses gets stoned to death. That's my favorite The sacrificial the one. <laughs> so please. Thank you, Shirley on. Jackson. Let's move ahead. Yeah. Um, Here's a glimpse of 2019. Uh, for the 60th anniversary of Disneyland, we did a combined trip of Disneyland and San Francisco. We're going to do that again in 2019. Awesome. I have no dates. I have no pricing. Uh, again, I would say that we would keep in educators and people with children in school in mind. That's a little subtle hint when it will probably happen. But I have nothing else to announce about that. But we are going to do another combined trip. The 2018, that's this year. That's this coming summer. Yes. So I just need to let you know 2018. that you also have to keep into account that because it's coming up so quickly, it's going to be deposited in final payment fairly quickly. There's not a long window here for in which you can make payments. So that's something to keep in mind when considering this. This is the backstage magic. This follows Walt's journey through Hollywood, his arrival in California, Hollywood, and then on to Disneyland. Some excellent backstage experiences, some great surprises. You and ABD is back at the Grand Californian. Bring your curry cups. <laughs> Couldn't I'm say done. it better myself. I'm out. Thank you very much, Kevin. Charles. Okay. Um, so the much-anticipated addition to the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex opened ceremoniously this past Friday, Who January 12th. This? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, um, uh, this has been – well, they've been announcing various parts of it since, uh, I think, 2016, maybe? <laughs> Me either, Siri. Let's let Charles explain. <laughs> um, I will. I will. I will try and elaborate, Siri. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is bigger news if you are a cheerleading enthusiast yeah. or a video gamer, um, because they've also mentioned last year that they're thinking about combining esports into it. But generally, it's now, there the, is a Venn diagram you don't usually hear. <laughs> but uh, the the uh, it's the addition to ESPN Wide World of Sports, um, and it's called the Arena. It occupies thirty thousand square feet, seats eight thousand, and it was done. Uh, Disney did a partnership with, um, was it, Varsity Spirit, which is like a cheerleading organization. But um, so they're going to have a bunch of, of like athletic stuff for various ages, you know, like uh, basketball and stuff like that. But this is the largest institution of its size that's primarily for cheerleading. Um, but they might end up doing like video game competitions and drone races and stuff like that. They were mulling over last year. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, it's been in the works for a while now and it just opened on Friday. All kidding aside, this is people love this. This mm-hmm. is there are people who come for these competitions and for um, football and other things as well. And it's just, it's very, very popular. So it's not yeah. our thing, but I'm glad Disney fulfills that need. Before we go on to Julie, I just want you to know I have three emails signed up for this trip already. If you want to go, act fast. Can we see the arena? No, this isn't yeah. Disneyland. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, we'll just charter a trip where we can take people over to the arena. Awesome. People care. <laughs> Julie? 
Minnie Mouse will receive her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on Yay. January 22nd. I mean, it's about time. I agree. I mean, come on. So last June, it was announced by the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce that uh, Minnie Mouse, Mark Hamill, Lynn manuel Miranda, Zoe Saldana, and more are going to be getting their star this year. Um, usually, there's only 10 days notice for you, like... To get your star, which I didn't know that. That seems kind of quick. Do you I mean, know you have to pay for job? your own, too? Yes, I did know that. Isn't that weird? I think that's kind of strange. But anyway, um, I hope whatever they, the money they collect from it goes to something good, you know? <laughs> so um, it's going to be the 2,627th star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It'll be at 1130 on January 22nd. And the Chamber's president and CEO, Laron Gubler, will feature... Oh, he's the one who's going to host it, but it's going to feature appearances by Disney CEO Bob Iger and American Idol judge Katy Perry. For no Skip reason. That. Yeah, for, no, <laughs> for no good reason. Yay, Minnie. Um, this is very So exciting. according to the Walk of Fame ceremony producer, Minnie Mouse is a woman of the ages and her iconic status makes her a great addition to our Walk of Fame. Generations of fans of all ages have been looking forward to seeing her bright new star. I, it's very exciting. Way, way overdue. I mean, come on. Her husband got his Winnie 40 Winnie the Pooh got a star They're before her. They are not married. <laughs> they, there's no ring on her finger. Oh, that's true. He Sorry. didn't put a ring on it. She's a single lady. Yep. Living in sin. <laughs> oh, we don't know that either. Um, they have let me tell you. Houses. So Mickey actually received his in 1978 in honor of his 50th birthday. Yeah, I, wow. Way overdue. Time's up. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. That's for. I mean, seriously, it's like she's a woman. Minnie Mouse is a woman. Yeah, but Zoe Saldana's getting a star. She should have recognized a long time ago. I mean, Snow White was a woman. She got one too. Yeah, she has. But she I do agree. Her own, or is it her and the Seven Dwarfs? Does she have to have no, men on her alone. star? No, she's alone. I think or she's she? alone. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm but uncomfortable. Do the dwarfs? <laughs> <laughs> so, do the dwarfs have a star? I don't. I don't know. I think they would, if anything, they would All get seven, dwarves on seven one star. little stars around Snow White. I think that would be more appropriate. Yeah, it but is Snow White and the seven dwarfs. So if she has a star and they don't, mm. there's some discrimination there, too. Well, she's top billing, right? <laughs> I just hope that there'll be a Minnie Mouse that's always standing out there. Oh, so one of the scary looking ones? Yeah. No, <laughs> right next to Jack Sparrow and Iron <laughs> I have to tell you a story. We were at one of our backstage magics. There was a group. I'm not going to tell you their nationality. I'm not going to describe them. They were singing the most hateful music I have ever heard. They were screaming epithets that were not at all appropriate in front of Grauman, uh, in front of uh, Hollywood and Highland, and they were they they were disparaging large groups of people, small groups of people. They were awful. Mm-hmm. However, there was you know how they have the characters on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. There was a gentleman dressed as Frankenfurter from uh, Rocky Horror, and he was his costume was perfect. <laughs> and he stood in front of this group. We stood and watched them for about forty five minutes. And he stood in front of them, and while they were screaming hate. He hugged everybody on, uh, that walked by on Hollywood Boulevard and thanked everybody for being patient and stuff like that. I thought it was great. This is apropos to nothing, but you were talking about Minnie Mouse being out on the street. Oh, I thought it was a good story. This is better than his Renaissance Fair story. I mean, if we didn't fill in with that, Debatable. I was going to talk about all the times that I just abandoned the ABD in Hollywood and walked down to the In-N-Out Burger. It's like three blocks away, but... Who cares about that? This is Rhino. the worst collection of anecdotes ever. <laughs> uh, all right, so mine's not going to get much better. It looks like the yeah, we were warned. The um, oh. the dispensers are an official thing happening. So you might remember last year, everyone went nuts and crazy. And uh, Julie, you were here for this discussion because you and I rested in that same same area about how we felt about it. But individual shampoo containers and body wash. Um, are switching to the large locked-in dispenser things, the the push pump things, um, and now apparently people have seen them installed in the rooms in the Pop Century building in the 1960s building of all the buildings, <laughs> all the places to put it. So there's that. Because this would have been new in the 60s. <laughs> it would have been cutting edge. Yeah. Disney gives, Disney takes away. They're using disposable plates, but they're doing away with disposable bottles. I'm still, if you want the toiletries, I think I said this last time. I don't remember. I could be flip-flopping on myself here. Go out to Target, Walmart, any store that has them, CVS. Get the little travel bottles that you can fill up yourself. 
and just sit there and pump all yeah, day. But they don't have Tinkerbell on them. And, and how do you know Disney they're really theme. using those toiletries? What if they're going on the cheap now? And because you don't know what's in there, it could just be Prell for all you but know. That's, that's the same with anything. It could, it could always be that, even when they put their brand on it. Dear no makers of Prell, please do not sue us. <laughs> and VO5 is great. Cabana uh, Bay No, it is not. Oh, it is. I use it at Cabana Bay. It is awful. You're a liar. It is awful. <laughs> You're a dirty liar, and I want you out of here. Craig, I said, seriously, you want me to take you down in front of everybody? I said, dear makers of Purell, please don't. <laughs> Prell. Prell, please don't sue Julie's us. Julie's not lashing her hair with Purell. Purell. Sounds like she said Purell. No, she said Prell. Very <laughs> sanitary hairstyle. She's got the cleanest, safest hair on earth. Cool. I mean, it's... It, it, it is what it is. So I know a lot of people are concerned about the sanitariness of it. I thought that like you use soap to be sanitary, but I guess I've never understood that. That you could, that use, you could use your Perel or your Clorox wipe on the dispenser. That's a well, it's well, soap. Why don't I mean? After you, you touch the dispenser the first time, yeah, but then you're putting soap on and it's cleaning it right off, right? I'm not worried right. about the germs works. on yeah. the container. Yeah. What yeah. Ryan and I are concerned about are people breaking into this thing and putting things in it that don't belong. Yeah. Who is, is that a doing thing? that? It oh, will. Crazy people. Hello, people put razor blades in Halloween candy. Oh, you no, know they, they, that they is proven to be such a fallacy. <laughs> they do not do that right now. <laughs> There's not. been no report of that. My mom like, said Like, what do you think? <laughs> people are going to put, like, mayonnaise in to, like, replace it? I don't think it? you want me to say what I think they might put in I, there. I think I am on I your wavelength. I think it's too high for that. <laughs> I think it takes too much effort to do that. Don't especially when you can't take. see the payoff of the prank just, from the person I you're doing that to. I like when they are sealed, and I'm the first person to open them. I'm, you you know. can bring your own. Exactly, and I will. All I love right. to do that. And you can always go down to the gift shop and buy your own. I think the argument is that at a place like Red Roof Inn, where it's like $40 a night and my dog stay for free, I'm still getting the the bottles (laughs) (laughs) included as garbage as they are. I, I and you know the cheapest night at a Disney resort is over a hundred dollars. Come on now, come it's on. A, stay for free. They don't. You're paying for the room. You're not paying yeah. for the toiletries. Well, also they. I they, think that's part of the room. I agree. I believe that that's but, part of the experience. But you're still but getting toiletries. First, right. they, they, they individuals are part of. It. They refill those things. That's part of. That's part of like your hotel service. They refill them. They're refillable. So it's not like they're. You could use more if you want. You can just sit there all day pumping away. In it, and when it's empty, somebody will come in and refill it. It's not like you get a finite amount. I'm assuming for like your stay, like one or two Sir, refills. You just wait, wait till they find out if those fast passes. Out. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. First, they take our comforters. Now they take our shampoo, and now they're walking on us in our sleep. Not walking on us, walking in on us. What next? What? What okay. next? Metaphorically walking on us in our sleep. No, but they, I mean, they come in the room oh, yeah. now. There's the no comforters about. anymore. Now there's no thing anymore. What, what, what is going on? I don't like I this world. lost his mind. <laughs> he really I has. Like, he is, today is just, woo. He just aged 40 years sitting in front of <laughs> really? He became my grandfather in <laughs> my eyes. The very first thing I do when I go in a room is take the comforter off. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm concerned about people putting John takes the toiletries. I take the toiletries, so that's that's probably why they're not doing it anymore. (laughs) Pete and I once fought over a pen at the Hotel Del Coronado. (laughs) You knew if you ask for another one, they'd probably give you another one. (laughs) Well, this is I yeah I don't even know what to say. That just that went off, but. VO5 is a quality product. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. And I think that's actually going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, You know, that was uh, that was fun. Thank you so much, everyone out there for watching and listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week for another edition of the Diz Unplugged. So until then, you can cue that music up anytime. I don't really want to keep talking. I'd like to hear you, Phil. Until then, everyone, I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you.